Isn't that a fun hymn? We not, I, I love it when we do that hymn. Uh, now, that hymn tends to get associated with childhood an awful lot. And that's, that might be unusual, actually. Why is it that I Am Jesus' Little Lamb is so frequently associated with childhood? I don't think it's the plod of the melody. If, if Professor Marzoff has taught us anything, it's that kids actually kind of prefer more complicated uh, melodies, right? Give them the hardest one and watch them thrive. It'll be like, we all believe in one true God, right? Like they'll love it, okay? So I don't think it's just how it sounds. I actually think it's the subject matter, right? I think that there's this inextricable connection between sheep and childhood. Actually, one of the very first uh, presents that I ever got for my daughter was a sheep. This is Lammy, and Lammy is much beloved. Uh, she identifies with it very closely. She still, even at age 10, has it in bed with her when she's sleeping. And in fact, when I had a second daughter, she loved Lammy very much as well and would frequently sneak into my eldest's room and steal Lammy. And so now I have two identical <laughs> Lammy. You laugh, but for most of you, this is your future as well. All right. So I think that sheep are just associated with childhood, and it makes sense. They've got a lot of things that are kind of in common. We see children to some extent inside of sheep. They kind of go hand in hand. And in our verses today, we see sheep we see children, and we see the exact same juxtaposition that we encounter in the hymn. On the one hand, you've got the power of a mighty God. On the other hand, you've got the weakness and the meekness and the fragility of a sheep. And then you've got them coming together. Our verses are taken from the prophet Isaiah as he looks forward to the coming Messiah hundreds of years in advance of his actual arrival. We read from, the chapter, uh, from chapter 40 of the prophet Isaiah, starting at verse 10. And see if you can pick out in these verses, uh, these are the uh, verses that inspired especially verse 3 of uh, I am Jesus' little lamb. See if you can pick them out uh, by simplifying the language slightly. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. So, why, what are the attributes of a sheep that we see also in children? Well, uh, first off, you've got the fact that they're both kind of soft and squishy and badly in need of protection, right? Children are not durable objects, and they are constantly in some kind of danger. They require supervision in order for them to stay safe. It won't take much, and then a little dimpled cheek can uh, uh, get a little scratch on it, and then there's blood and crying, right? Sheep, not dissimilar, right? Sheep are soft, squishy, always in need of protection. That's why you've had shepherds for ages immemorial, right? Uh, uh, actually, I wanted to see just how soft and squishy they were, so I did a, a, a search on human deaths related to sheep, because I'm not on enough FBI watch lists, and uh, 
it turns out, you're not even going to believe me on this one, there has never been an instance in which a sheep killed a person. Everything kills us, right? There's never been, there have been times where uh, like shearers have dropped their shears and, and cut themselves and stuff, but a sheep has never actually killed anyone. That's how meek and docile and soft and squishy they are. They've never even taken one of us out and everything takes us out. Vending machines uh, take us out, right? So they're soft and squishy. We see them. We know they need to be protected. And if they're not protected, they're doomed. Sheep are famously stupid, right? They will walk directly into danger. And they, they might even be kind of aware that there's danger in the environment, but they're sheep. And so they go there anyway. This further necessitates a, a shepherd watching over them and caring for them and keeping an eye on them lest they walk directly into danger. I don't want to say that children are stupid. Whatever, children are stupid, okay? They walk directly into danger just like sheep do, right? They, they, they have no sense of self-preservation. Beyond that, they will do something that caused them harm. And then they will go back again and do the thing over again as soon as nobody's watching them. They are that repetitive in their mistakes. We might call that uh, stupid. And between their weakness and their stupidity... Both children and sheep are very attractive targets for predators, right? They are vulnerable. Hence, they need a strong arm and a strong hand to keep them safe. But I would put to you, they also have one other huge thing in common. Both children and sheep are cute. Cute is not linked to anything. It's not linked to anything useful. It's not even linked to like pretty because you can have ugly cute. They're pugs, right? You get, it, it, things, are, things are cute apart from almost any other rational uh, consideration, right? These make good uh, kids toys because they are cute. So don't underestimate cuteness, right? Cuteness can keep you from being eaten, right? You can get very frustrated with your children. Their cuteness keeps you feeling warm and happy towards them uh, in a lot of ways. And it has an immediate effect. Like you want to protect the things that are cute. And for no reason, for no reason. Right? I have a paper towel here, right? And I've got Lammy. Right? And they share a lot of qualities. Right? They're both kind of white and they're both kind of soft and fabric-y. You know, they're absorbent, right? I can take the paper towel, and I can go, and I can go like this, and then you'll say, oh, he might have been swatting a mosquito or wiping something off of the front of the pulpit. But if I take Lammy, Do you see what cuteness did to you, right? There is no fundamental difference between these two things, right? Materially, they are almost the same. They are not animate objects. Lammy didn't feel anything, just like this paper towel didn't feel anything, but we react very differently, even given the same circumstances. Cuteness did that to you. Cuteness made us feel protection. It might defy explanation, but its effects are certainly very pronounced. Even though we don't have a reason to love these things, we do love them. And actually, my kids' love of their toys has rubbed off on me, 
a little bit, right? There will come a day where my daughter says, good night, Lammy, I'm going to put you in the toy box tonight. I'll, see, I'll play with you tomorrow. And she puts him in the toy box, and tomorrow never comes for Lammy, right? And she plays with him for the last time, and eventually Lammy is just going to be taking up space, right? And then I will be faced with a decision, right? Because I've got this toy, and it's not like I'm playing with it, and it's like, is it time to get rid of Lammy? I don't think I'm going to want to get rid of Lammy. And it doesn't matter that I never played with Lammy and I never loved Lammy. My it mattered to my daughter. And that made it matter to me. I don't think I'll keep both of them. I'll keep one of them. I'll have them like fight it out, like Joker henchman style. Anyway, right? Th their love of these things has rubbed off on me and uh, influenced me. Soft and squishy, stupid and cute. We associate sheep with kids because they share similar attributes and inspire in us some similar effects. But of course, in these verses, the Holy Spirit is not just talking to children. He caused Isaiah to write these words for all of us. And I wonder if maybe part of the reason that we associate sheep with children is because to some extent we're uncomfortable associating some of these things with ourselves. I am soft and squishy. This world is going to kill me. It's full of things that can. This world is full of dangers, both mental and physical and spiritual and they're angling for me, and I'm vulnerable. And admitting that vulnerability is uncomfortable. I'm stupid. The way Paul puts it is, the good that I would do, I do not. And the evil that I would not do, that I keep on doing. I continually walk into danger. I continually walk into problems. I am a sheep in that regard, as are we all. And God has no reason at all to love me. I don't want to say that God finds you cute, right? God doesn't look at you like you're a pet, but we use the word grace to describe undeserved love. It's a wonderful word. It's a useful word. It's great for theology. Sometimes it's hard to associate an actual feeling with that word, right? The feeling of grace. Cute can help with that, because cute inspire, we know how it feels to be drawn to something for no real good uh, reason just because we like it. So it can, can work in that regard. I don't have anything to offer. God loves me anyway. I'm frequently gross. God loves me anyway. God should not care if I get dragged through this world, but he does anyway. He loves me with a love that defies logic, just like we do for inanimate things. I care about dumb things. I care about things that shouldn't matter to God, but he tells me to pray about them and that he will care about those same things. I am a sheep, and we can see ourselves in these verses. Knowing that we are the sheep and thinking about how much that entails amplifies the activity of our shepherd in these verses, the good shepherd, Jesus, right? These are very physical, personal verses, and look how they start. They start in a threatening way. Remember, you're sheep, okay? You're vulnerable. Anything can take you down. Look how it starts. He starts by talking about his body, 
as it approaches you. He says, behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. He's not coming friendly looking. He's big and he's scary. By the end of the verses, what's happening? That strong hand, he's feeding his flock. That arm to rule, he's gathering his lambs with his, uh, with his arm. And it makes it abundantly clear what he's gathering those, those, uh, uh, those sheep with his arms to do. Carry them in his bosom. He's literally wrapping them up in a hug. What is it that moves powerful, mighty, righteous God to the God who wraps us up in a hug? The transition here is behold his reward is with him, and his work is before him. God's, God came into this world with a reward already. He had heaven. He had built heaven by his own power and had enjoyed it for eternity. He came into this world carrying that reward, but also with work to do. He had his work before him. Jesus earned the reward of heaven. He deserved the reward of heaven. His life exemplified what a life worthy of heaven would look, at, uh, would look like. The power and honor to him that was due as God, even mortality. He took all of that and set it aside for the work that he had to do for you. The shepherd became a part of the flock and took the punishment, became the sacrifice that we were going to be. Jesus' work, even from the manger, was the work of the cross. In Bethlehem, he started a journey to accomplish this. And what a reward is given to us in exchange for Jesus' victory over death on the cross where all of our weakness put on him was punished and paid for and his reward which he brought with them was given uh, to us we were given heaven those strong hands of God turned into feeding hands those arms strong to rule turned into arms that gather us up into a hug arms where we go to rest it ultimately makes us ever glad at heart, because you are Jesus' little lamb. Amen.